Welcome back to Travel Chat with Jess. Sorry that it's been a couple of weeks since we chatted, but I'm back and let's do this. Today we're going to talk about the top mistakes that I see people make when they're planning a trip to Europe, whether that be their first trip or maybe they've been for a couple of times. But if you can avoid making these common mistakes, it's going to save you time, money, and you'll just have a better trip. Now, if you're visiting Europe and you're either on a budget or you're traveling for like a few weeks maybe, then I think a big mistake people make is visiting only the most popular cities in Europe. So that includes Rome, Paris, Dublin, of course we can throw London in there. Um, If you have extra time or are really budget conscious, then you're going to end up spending a lot of money in these places. They're the most expensive places to visit in Europe. But also you're going to be running into a lot of people. If you're visiting in the summer, it's going to be filled with tourists. If you actually avoid these major cities and visit other lesser known places instead, then you'll you'll get a completely different experience and you'll save yourself money. So instead of Paris, you might try to visit Nantes, there's Avignon or Strasbourg. Uh, Instead of Rome, you could try Bologna, Bari or Naples. If your heart's still set on those big cities, you can definitely still do them, but make sure you're interspersing some smaller places as well so you can save that money and get a different, more local experience. Seeing too many places in too short of a time. Oh, this drives me insane. How can you really expect to experience someplace when you're only there for a day and a half? Opt for slower travel and use my two night minimum rule and that way you stay in each place at least three days. I promise you as long as you're trying to experience new things, you're not going to get bored. If you feel like you're getting bored, you could always take a day trip to another place. I highly doubt that's going to happen. But also, when you opt for slower travel, you're going to save money on transportation. It's going to be less trains and planes you'll have to take. And it also means you're going to spend less time of your trip on transportation. It's not really fun if you're spending a majority of your time in the airport waiting for a flight to go to another country. You could have used that time to continue exploring a city that you're already in. Staying in boring hotels. Not all hotels are created equal here in Europe. So try to find some funky boutique hotels to stay in instead of opting to the boring chains like Marriott and and such. Or you can rent yourself an apartment through Airbnb or another website that does that. Or just even finding a small little hotel that's family run or opting to stay in a private room at a hostel as opposed to a hotel. Um, These latter recommendations, you'll most likely have a kitchen too, so you can make your own meals for like the days that you don't want to spend money on food or if you just feel like having a little bit of home cooked meals that you made yourself. And you might actually find some interesting locals at these places as well. If you've already got lots planned before you even get to Europe, you might miss out some on spontaneous experiences that will pop up once you actually arrived here. I'm all for having a plan in place. I know personally I'm not at the point of my life anymore where I'm totally okay to show up to a country with no accommodation booked. I'm usually happy to have most of my hotels booked with a little bit of flexibility. But try holding off on things 
booking things like major day trips. Um, you might get to a city that you're using as a home base and decide that actually you'd rather stay there and explore more. Or you might hear of another trip that is supposed to be really good but is cheaper. Less planning gives you more room for doing things uh, as you learn and as you go along with your trip. And you also might meet people along the way on your trip that you would like to experience things with yourself. And that gives you the leeway to be able to um, book something with them if you haven't already booked up most of your days with things you have to do and can't get a refund on. Traveling all over the continent. Please do not waste your precious travel days with waiting at the airport for long flights across Europe or on a train for seven hours. I recommend if you're doing a one or two week trip, even a three week trip, to focus on one country or even better, just one area of the country to really explore it and get to know it. You're gonna save yourself so much money on transportation and you're also gonna get to experience the area way better than if you were just hopping around to different places. For example, you could explore just Southern Italy. There's so much to do down there. There's beautiful beaches, amazing cities, great wine, great food, and you could really get to know the locals and how they experience life in Southern Italy if you spend a couple of weeks there and not just two days in Positano. Choosing the wrong travel buddies. I'm throwing this in there because it's a mistake that I made once back when I graduated from university and I went traveling for a few weeks. Make sure that you and the person or the people that you are or want to travel with have the same what I call travel style uh, and that you're on the same page with how much money you want to spend on this trip, what kind of places that you want to um, book for accommodation how much you want to do and see during the day. Would you prefer to maybe just have like one thing planned a day and walk around and explore leisurely for the rest of it? Or do you want to have lots of things to do from as soon as you get up until as soon as you go to bed? It's important to figure that out. And also knowing how much you want to go out and do stuff in the evenings. Do you want to go to bars? Do you want to go to clubs? Or do you want to call it and always have early nights instead? If you can get these things right and make sure that you're on the same page for pretty much everything about this trip, then you should have a great time together. Another mistake that I made uh, is whether you can't find someone to come with you for your entire trip or if you and your travel buddies aren't quite working out, don't be afraid to go to Europe or to go anywhere on your own. Europe is actually really safe and loads of people are solo travelers here. As long as you're smart about what you're doing and just like how you would be back at home, then solo travelers are just fine. So don't let that hold you back from doing a trip or doing something that you would like to do even though your people that you're traveling with, they don't actually wanna do it with you. Also, traveling solo means you can literally do whatever you want without having to answer to anyone else or wait for anyone else to get ready to go to dinner or worry about what they're going to think, blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty cathartic experience, actually. Okay, I totally appreciate that um, not everyone can really plan to visit Europe not in the summer. And if you're like a teacher, if you have kids, that's probably one you're going to end up going. But just remember that Europe is 
absolutely crazy ramo with tourists during the summer. And the prices are a lot more expensive because it's the peak season. So if you can plan a trip around the shoulder seasons, which is like April to May and um, like October-ish, November-ish time, you're gonna get less crowds. You're gonna get a little bit of better prices on, on accommodation. It'll be easier to get reservations at restaurants and on tours. And better yet, if you can go in the winter in like January, you're probably going to pay half of what you would in the summer. And it's going to be much quieter than it would be in the summer too. Okay, so if you're planning a big trip to Europe, I actually have a free guide that you can get and download that will help you with planning your trip. Uh, it has information like things that you should know before you come to Europe smart tips, stuff like that. There's also a little guide in there that will help you to figure out if the person that you want to travel with is actually going to be a good match for you when it comes to being your travel buddy. So if you go to bit.ly slash Europe planning guide, and that's a capital E, a capital P and a capital G. I also put this in the show notes um, and on the Anchor app. Then you can get that guide completely for free. You just have to put your email address in. And I hope you find that helpful and I hope you found this episode helpful. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, make sure please that you go ahead and rate this um, podcast because it definitely helps us out. And we definitely want to be spreading um, these tips to other people around the world. So if you could do that, that would be great. If you're listening on Anchor, then don't forget you can also call into the station. If you have a question, you can do that at any point, not just when I've published something. Otherwise, I will see you in the, uh, or I will talk to you in the next uh, episode of Travel Chat with Jess. See ya.